watching it. Uh, this one, this is going to be uh, our Halloween-ish episode. Um, and it'll be the sequel to our very first produced episode. Right. In which we uh, pooped on a bunch of paranormal phenomena. Um, today we're going to dive deeper into ghosts, specifically uh, some of the, quote, evidence used by numerous ghost hunting TV shows, of which I've been wa- uh, watching because it's October and I'm mm. desperately looking <laughs> for anything Halloween-y to watch um, besides the same three movies from the 80s. Um, you could watch Hocus Pocus <laughs> over and over and over again. That's what I just said besides the same It's from movie. the 90s, the early oh, 90s, right. though. It was, yeah. I rem- it like... It it's has ca- some 80s tones left yeah. to it. <laughs> it's kind of funny, actually, that that movie has seen, like, something of a resurgence among principally women my age, because it, yes. it really holds a special place in my heart, because it was, like, the last movie I saw in a theater before we moved from New Jersey to Hawaii, and I'm pretty sure, I mean, we might have actually gone to see it on Halloween, but anyway, it was around there. So that was, and that was like my last Halloween, my old home, and whatever. Um, and then you went to Hawaii where there's no autumn. Yeah. Uh, plus, that was the last time I had Dunkin' Donuts for like <laughs> until I moved. No, I guess I'd gone to it in airports and stuff. But anyway, <laughs> what? I'm from New Jersey. Shut up. <laughs> These things are important to us. Um, but yeah, ghosts. Actually, um, one thing that really pisses me off about the whole, I mean, this is this has nothing to do with most of the TV shows about ghost hunting. It's more along the lines of like mediums really piss me off because they're preying on people's pain. And it that is it's super uncool, especially the ones who like ask for money. You're exploiting somebody. And that is so uncool. Yeah, we can start with mediums, even though it was last on my list, because the list was in no particular order. Um, Because uh, cold reading is a skill that can be learned. It's not some sort of ability you're born with. Although I suppose having the personality trait of being the kind of douchebag that does this. um, Basically, all you have to do is be close enough to the culture of the person you're reading and then you can say something, you know, like, I- I'm getting something from, uh, is-, is there an-, an Eleanor? And then any white person That's that is... That's my grandmother. Yeah, will have a great aunt, Eleanor. Because right. everyone who has a great aunt that was born during the Depression or in and around there was one of 13 children. And there were only seven <laughs> names back then. So one of them was Helen or Eleanor. Or in the case of uh, my grandfather's family, they had one of each. Mm. Uh, so, you know. Oh, you're a white person. I can think of some white people names right. and just throw one out and you'll land on something. Yep. Like, you'll just land on something. Even if that person wasn't close to you, uh, it will trigger the one significant random memory that that person has with that deceased person and then start involuntarily regurgitating information which you, the reader, can then use to pretend you know stuff further. Yep. Uh, And it works pretty much the same way as, like, anyone who's good at 20 questions. Mm. The uh, asking part of it, I mean. Right. Um, And to see how well this works, go find a computerized version (laughs) of 20 questions where the computer asks the questions and you can see how this is something that can be done by a machine and, you know, therefore. 
anyone can learn how to do it. And when you're narrowing it down to like facts about people, that's just a much smaller pool than all the data in the known universe, (laughs) which these $5 LCD toys seem to have a grasp on. Although you can defeat those by thinking of an Okapi. Yeah, I mean, you could just think of something that's on its dictionary. Uh, One time I tried to be an asshole with it, um, and like when it got to cat, I said no. And then it said, is it a kitty cat? And I'm like, god damn it. That's awesome. It's like it knew you. There was a little person inside who knew you. Yeah. Uh, And that's just on integrated RAM chip. So, I mean, with all the powers of of a... actual brain of someone who does this well enough to make a living off of it because they charge people who just really want to believe yeah and that's oppressive and it's like you said predatory and those are terrible (laughs) terrible people and i wish they would all go die in a fire yeah and And then there would be nobody to talk to them (laughs) yeah they're they're bad people and they should feel bad. Yes. Good old American profit motive. <laughs> um, but anyway, that crap doesn't make good TV anymore. Mm. <laughs> what does make good TV is gadgets. Right. That Science. <laughs> goes. Um, so there are two that are, or two and a half that are <laughs> predominantly used. Um, there's a device called an ovalis which sits or is held by you or sits or whatever um and it has blinking lights of it and a uh, word will appear on us on the screen and a uh, robot voice will speak the word <laughs> and you are supposed to believe that a ghost is <laughs> using the device uh, um, <laughs> okay yeah. so they're a little m- more than you know random generators <laughs> there's more tech into you know the horrible uh voice that speaks the thing which is probably intentionally horrible because then it's you know it adds to the creepy atmosphere of it right. all you know if it's the you know ye old computerized <laughs> voice from like war games right that sounds very sciencey <laughs> to people exactly uh and funny how you never see anyone use two of these at once mm. Because if they actually worked, they would consistently spit out the same thing at exactly the same time. You would think. Like if you held two EMF meters up next to each other, they would both have the same reading. Or two stud finders or two of any (laughs) actual piece of actual equipment. Well, I don't know about stud finders. Well, I suppose you can't have them both in the same location. Stud finding is... I there I have had a lot of trouble. They've, they've gotten good and expensive. Oh, see, we don't only they... have cheap ones, and it's like they don't really work that great. <laughs> when the people came to put up my whiteboard in my office at work, they had like a whole bunch of toys that I could not identify, <laughs> having not done carpentry with anything newer than made in like the sixties, <laughs> like hand me downs of hand me down tools. You know, they have the stuff that projects the horizontal laser. and the, Oh, yeah, I have it, one of those. And they just magically stick to walls somehow. And it, it, it was all very, like, ridiculous. I have a laser thingy, but not a stud finder that reliably finds studs. So I always end up, like, trying to use the stud finder, then getting disgusted and just knocking on the wall like an idiot. But that works, so. 
Although I don't know that it, it probably wouldn't, because I'm pretty sure most of these walls are lath and plaster. So. Oh, well, if you uh, smash a hole into <laughs> it, then, I mean, it'll uh, look more like a haunted house, because, you know, that's what all their walls are. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if you knock some of the plaster down. Laths are very creepy. Yeah, especially when they start getting all uh, messed up. Yeah. Like, uh, like blinds that have cats that poke through. <laughs> yeah. We, we had at least one ruined pair of blinds. Well, not pair of blinds. Uh, you just called it blinds? Set of blinds? I don't know the word for this. <laughs> one singular blinds. Right. <laughs> one of our blinds <laughs> uh, was messed up not by ghosts, but by cat. Yeah, they tend to do that. Well, Dale uh, does. I've learned to just put mine up like just a slight little mm. bit and they just and then they poke their heads under it because that's fun. Yeah. And they just sit on the complete other side of it with the blind resting against them. <laughs> I don't know if blind singular is correct. But anyway, uh, um so yeah, that's a toy that's on a lot of shows and uh if uh um and of course it has a finite dictionary that includes words that you would want to hear while ghost hunting like words like child or demon hmm. yeah <laughs> um uh, another th thing they use is something called a spirit box which you can get on amazon which is <laughs> just a radio that spits out white noise as it sweeps um a bunch of frequency ranges um outside of uh what's normally used for radio why? And occasionally something will come back in the static. Um, yeah. There could be any number of actual, <laughs> I mean, like, um, resonant frequency kind of dealies, that sort of thing. I don't know. Or what do you so call it when it's not really a note, but it's like in between? And it's that neat noise that they make during that one song. <laughs> I'm going to stop now. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, there's tons of just noise flying around on various radio frequencies because we broadcast everything on everything and not and, everything and not is only, good and not only that but um anything that resembles an rlc circuit so that that is anything that contains uh all three of the basic components of circuits a resistor a capacitor and an inductor um which at this point is anything with a chip in it right um is both accidentally a transmitter and an antenna, whether or not that's what it was designed to do. Mm. So everything is just spitting out crap all the time. Um, and you've probably experienced a uh, cell phone that makes noise in your headphones or speakers at some point in your life. Yep. That very irritating phenomenon. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. It's it. I think in my case it has to do with my how poorly shielded my um, crappy speakers are. Because I feel like that wasn't a problem as much for a long time when we all switched over to uh, 3G and then now it's back for me. Or this is just confirmation bias on my part. Because confirmation bias, it's a thing. Yeah, that could also lead to ghosts. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> like that feeling of dread that you get, that's uh, it's probably not a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, I want to get to uh, to this week's episode of Lore, but before that, um, uh, next to the Spirit Box is also just a plain old analog or a digital audio recorder, 
Um, and when you play back the tape at a later time, you hear noises you didn't hear in real life. And with this and the crap that comes through the spirit box, mm. <laughs> what this is all just power of suggestion, specifically paradolia. I I knew how to pronounce that. I forgot. <laughs> paradelia, paradolia, whatever. I'll put I'll, I'll put a link. Right. Um, it's that thing where your brain, when it receives new information, can only think of it in terms of existing information and right. that's how you get stuff like the face on mars or faces in anything so if you hear a random noise and you listen hard enough to it um over and over again you'll fit english words to it because you speak english right uh and when they play these back on these tv shows they do something that's really frustrating to me as a skeptic observer which is on the screen, it will show what their interpretation of the noise is a few oh, frames yeah. before you even get to hear it. That'll so, definitely... <laughs> so you'll confirmation bias yourself into hearing it. Because if you didn't see that and they just played it back, you wouldn't hear anything. Yeah. You... They could play it back a million times and you'll never hear what they hear. You might hear something else, but... Right. Um, but once you have made, been made aware of an interpretation to that noise, you can't unhear it. Right. And that's... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, ghost hunting shows are unfortunately a, a lot of crap. Well, I mean, any show that hunts for anything... Um, let me put it this way. <laughs> You would have heard about it before the episode aired if they found something. Yeah. I <laughs> Even if they were the team that did it, it wouldn't be revealed on a taped show. Yeah, this is that thing like keeping up with the Kardashians, where if it's noteworthy, you hear about it long before you see the show. Same thing with uh, that Mythbusters canon misfire, which, uh, which wasn't their fault, by the way. Um, the quarry they were in... Um, some asshole developer decided to like build really close to it. Mm. So what was formerly a safe blast zone <laughs> turned out to no longer be the case because it was no longer at least a mile from civilization. Mm. And somebody didn't do their homework. Not that they were planning on shooting a cannonball a mile it bounced. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Shit happens. Uh, yeah. Uh but my my reason for bringing that, that up is I saw that like you know, all over the internet, like six months before that episode aired. So, like, by the time the episode aired, they had already, you know, stuck something at the, uh, or stuck a few segments uh, dispersed into it, being about, like, you know, this is is the thing you heard of. (laughs) This was the cannon misfire. Uh, Carrie and Adam did, uh, like, a couple of, like, uh, shows at the local schools and stuff to <laughs> rebuild mm. reputation with the community right. and like all of this stuff was done way before the episode aired yeah so if some show finds irrefutable proof of ghosts or the uh the treasure of uh, oak island or evidence of giants i'm just naming things like <laughs> on channel right now um, <laughs> okay. you'll hear about it when they make the discovery yeah it's gonna it's gonna slip out. That'll be on the news. Yeah. Not to you know ruin everything. <laughs> uh, so, 
this week's episode of Lore, did you listen to it yet? Yes. So, it told the story of this tomb in a graveyard in Scotland where a, uh, a homeless person broke into it seeking shelter from the elements. This is, you know, like a full-blown mausoleum. Right. Um, and um, went down into the lower level of it and slipped and fell into a lower, lower level of it filled with plague dead not as decomposed bodies as he would expect like you know people buried in the plague era you would expect to fall on a pile of bones or less yeah but weird stuff happens sometimes when you bury people hence all of those people who are considered to be saints even though (laughs) they 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 miraculously didn't decay until they dug them up and then they decayed perfectly well yeah so he runs you know out of the tomb and then because the tomb had been opened right uh, the, f- the following paranormal activity of the area was attributed to the angry ghosts involved <laughs> um because one of them was of you know some duke or someone who was very murdery to some religion that wasn't his uh, i believe he was killing uh not catholics protestants <laughs> that's what you call them <laughs> i think there was a sp- specific one yeah Presbyterians, yeah. maybe? Anyway. Maybe. Uh, so, um, the list of uh, things that happened in and around the uh, tomb were uh, a multiple instances of people being, quote, knocked off their feet when they peered into the tomb. Um, and, you know, coming to unconscious on the steps below it. <laughs> Well, yeah, if you fall down backwards because you expect to and then you crack your head on the goddamn ground, that'll happen. Did they feel around for knots on the back of their head? <laughs> It'd be a pretty um, compelling explanation. Um, uh, buildings bursting into flames, uh, dead uh, animals, and uh, you know, just that feeling of dread that everyone gets. Um, now, <laughs> two uh, perfectly logical explanations that fit all of this are well one potentially like mold like mm. toxic molds like right. can cause all sorts of haunty feelings even if you're like you don't have to be allergic to it although i suppose there is some sort of tolerance that can be expected like what if cat allergies were fatal to some people kind mm. of thing and some people will be like what there's just a cat in here right um and the other one of course is <laughs> Our old friend carbon monoxide and right. or natural gas. So let's see. We have a tomb you of a fair- uncomposed <laughs> bodies. Do you think that there might be some sort of gas in there? Something mm. making it an anaerobic environment where decomposition can't occur. And then you open this and maybe the gas that's in there isn't carbon monoxide, but maybe it's a colorless, odorless, tasteless gas, like natural gas. That happens to be flammable, and you have unexplained deaths and unexplained fires in the area. Hmm. Because maybe the gas is seeping up in other places as well, like through groundwater. Right. 
Yeah. If you have any of these things going on in your cemetery, make sure you uh, have the uh, mineral rights for your property. Right. <laughs> before Shell comes in and fracks your uh, cemetery apart. Aww.